Welcome to Chris's Storytelling Corner. I'm Christopher Moldong, and today I'm going to do a movie review for the anime movie Mirai. Next time I'll have a manga review for Skip Beat Volumes 35 and 36, an anime review for the Hunter Exam arc of Hunter by Hunter, and a movie review for the Korean movie Unstoppable. Check out my Twitter page and author's Facebook page. Links to all these will be provided on the description. I'd really like to hear from you guys as well, so leave any comments. And make sure to subscribe and share this channel as well. So the way that this is going to work is that I'm going to give a detailed recap of the movie Mirai and then give my thoughts. As far as an initial grade goes, I'll give it an A. There, there's a lot of things they did artistically that I liked. And um, just other things about it that I will explain in my thoughts. So uh, here's the synopsis. Um... Kun is a boy born to an executive mother and an arctic father and they live in a stepped house where um, Kun's father designed around a tree so there's like the there's like the main house steps that go down where the steps are there's also this like tree and then there's kind of like this play area I guess this room that like Kun kind of plays in um so, and Kuhn spends his day playing with the family dog Yuko and his beloved toy train sets. When Kuhn is four, his sister Mirai, which in Japanese it means future, is born. And he's happy at first when his mother returns home with her. But he just grows jealous when his parents focus all their attention on her. And he refuses to acknowledge that he's Mirai's big brother. And has to be pretty much restrained from hitting her. He lashes out first at his mother and then at his father when he becomes a stay-at-home dad working from home while his mother returns to work. After one of his tantrums, Kuhn stomps off to the house's garden where he meets a strange man who claims to be the prince of the house. Um, the man whines about how he lost all the parents' attention when Kuhn was born. And then Kuhn realizes that the man is actually Yuko the dog turned into a human. Kuna even finds Yuko's tail on the man and he removes it and places it on himself and transforms into this dog morph. Later on, a calm down Kuhn tells his parents about he had so much fun running around the house as a dog and he relays Yuko's complaints about how they treat him. Girls Day rolls around and the family sets up the traditional dolls to wish Mariah good luck. Uh, but they forget to put the dolls away at the ho the holiday ends, and they have to do it in a very specific way. Uh, Kuhn gets frustrated again with his parents' focus on Mariah, and then he runs back to the garden. The, the tree is in the garden, too. This time he meets a middle school-aged girl who claims to be Mariah from the future. She has gone back in time out of concern that every day the dolls are not put away adds one year before she can marry. After a lot of like bumbling around, future Mariah is able to put the dolls away with help from Kuhn and a humanized Yuko. Kuhn's grandmother shows him photos of his mother when she was Kuhn's age, but he continues to uh, pretty much be mean and intolerant with his mother by leaving his toys everywhere on the floor. He runs out to the garden again where he's transported a couple of decades to the past 
in town he runs into a little girl who he recognizes from the photos as his mother so it's a young version of his mother uh, the young girl is angry at her own mother for refusing to give her a pet cat and they return to her home where the little girl says that things would look better all messed up and then they start dumping toys all over the floor and food all over the table and just mess up the house uh, but then her mother, Kuhn, who's Kuhn's grandmother, returns home. Kuhn leaves out the back door, but he overhears his grandmother scolding the little girl. Um, and pretty much she sobs like a bunch of times. Kuhn returns to his own time and now shows some sympathy for his mother. Kuhn gets a bike with training wheels for a present, but wants to learn how to ride the bike without them. Um without the training wheels after seeing some older kids on the bike or uh, on bikes at the park his father helps him as best he can but Kuhn just can't seem to be able to you know ride correctly and keep the bike upright so back home Kuhn runs back to the garden where he's transported to a workshop in rural Japan many decades ago a young man with an injured leg introduces Kuhn to the many horses near his shop he um he takes Kuhn, who was initially afraid, on a ride on one of the horses and then on his motorcycle. Um, he goes back in his own time uh, and days later, Kuhn successfully rides his bike using what he learned from his pre previous rides. Kuhn's grandmother shows him more photos, revealing the man to be his great-grandfather, who worked on motorcycles and engines in his youth but who died just recently. Finally, the family decides to set out for a day trip, but Kuhn throws a fit over not being able to wear his favorite yellow pants and then runs off to hide. When he comes out, he finds his whole family gone. In the garden, he finds a train station with the train approaching. A young man in the station warns him not to board the train, but Kuhn does any, the, uh, like rides it anyways. The train takes Kuhn to Tokyo Station, but there he panics about being all alone. He finds a lost and found attendant, he needs the name of a relative to page for, but Kuhn realizes that he doesn't even know the name of his own parents. The attendant sends Kuhn to a dragon-shaped bullet train, telling them that if he can't find, if they can't find anyone to pick him up, he must board that train to take him to Lonely Land. He spots uh, Baby Mirai about to board the train and rescues her, um, pleading that they not be sent on this train. At this point, Kuhn finally acknowledges that he is Mariah's older brother, and the attendant can now page her. Baby Mariah disappears, and future Mariah shows up to take Kuhn home by flying through the air, the land in the tree, which houses all the family folklore. Kuhn sees that his family was too physically weak to ride a bike when he was young, or his father, excuse me, uh, when he was young, when, and also when Yuko left. Uh, his dog mom to become a pet he sees that uh, that his mother stopped liking cats uh, when she saw a stray one kill a bird uh, the World War II battle that left his great-grandfather's leg injured and the race he ran to win the heart of Kuhn's great-grandmother Kuhn also sees a feature where the young man at the station turns out to be a teenage Kuhn and back at his own time Kuhn decides that he can go on the trip just fine with blue pants instead of his yellow pants and he is now reconciled with his parents and with his sister Mirai and that's the end of the movie so before we get into my thoughts on the movie I'd like to plug my author's website at 
www.chrismaldon.com and you can read a new blog post on there every week. Uh, for a sample of my writing, you can read my fancy short story, The Wizard, The Shadow, and the Tree, which uh, placed in the Dream Quest 1 writing contest. So it actually sends, and a link to read it will be provided on the page description. It'll, um, it's a link to the Dream Quest 1 website, which actually has my story in it. Also, do you like anime? Do you like action, adventure, fantasy? Then buy my book, The Muster Prince in the Convent Kingdom, for just $4.99 via ebook on Amazon.com or on my author's website. Links to buy it will be provided on the page description. Please also subscribe to this channel as that would really help me out. So, let's get some thoughts on the movie. I give this movie an A. Um, I found that the movie was pretty minimalist, actually. Uh, the, the amount of characters in the movie was pretty low. I'd say, as, as far as major characters go, I mean, he had, like, the family, older Mirai, and the great-grandfather, and that's the dog, and who's part of the family. That's kind of it. Um, most of the movie actually just pl takes place in the house. You know, they didn't really go far. I mean, they went to the park, they went... I mean, some of the fancy world, yeah, but in the past and whatnot, but a lot of it just takes place in the house. Artistically, I mean, they did a lot with, in a sense, very little, you know? Um, and I appreciate it. And it's just really realistic. It's artistic, but relatable. And that's why I really liked it. I mean, it really is Kuhn, who's what, like four or something like that? Two, four, or something like that. And he's just at that age, you know, like, and it's just him coping with having this new baby, and they just made this movie about it. That was just fantastic. Talk about some of the characters, Coon. Um, you know, it's funny. The, the movie's called Mirai, but the main character is Coon, you know, and Coon is, it's great in a sense that he's just a realistic young boy of that age in a new situation and he acts up he acts the way you expect him to act he throws a lot of tantrums he's very emotional you know he, he's not in an age where, he, where there, there's a lot of logic or, or reason he doesn't understand that concept yet he's just too young but what's kind of cool is then he gets into his fancy these fancy worlds where in a sense, it's kind of like he can't re really reach his parents to figure out what's going on, but these fancy worlds do, and the characters in these like fancy worlds are kind of like his older self, in a sense, like or like a more logical and reasonable self. You know, it's like, okay, he can't ride a bike. Well, great-grandfather is going to show you what it's like to ride. You know, a horse, a, a motorcycle, you know. Um, and uh, what other, it, it, just stuff like that. And, and it's like this more reasonable way of looking at things, you know. And, and a more adult way of looking at things, actually, if you, if you think about it. The, the fancy world really is more of like the adult way of looking at things. Coon is the the childish way of looking at things. If if you really want to draw that like 
or draw that parallel, I guess. Um, and other, and I, I kind of appreciate that he is just a kid, you know. Um, and a lot of these anime movies, the kid is kind of like the hero, and, and in this case, the kid Kuhn is just a kid, you know. Um, some criticism with like a Miyazaki movie. I love Miyazaki movies. One of the biggest problems is that like you have these kids that are the adults and the adults are the kids. Um, Spirit Away is a good example of that. I love Spirit Away, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it's actually one of my favorite anime movies out there. But it's like the main character, she like gets spirited away and has to work. <laughs> like literally go to work and the parents become pigs. You know, I, I mean, like, and, and in, in this case, you know, I understand that, that they are, you see in a lot of movies where the, the kid is just kind of the adult and, and, and the, the, the adults are, are kind of like the kids. And, and I think this was a little more realistic though, you know, and like the adults were the adults. Okay. The mom had to go to work. Okay. She just got pregnant. She's going back to work. The dad kind of, you know, had to hold it down, and he's not used to it, and it was just as much of an adjust, you know, it's kind of cool about this movie, is, 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 this movie is just not, Coon, it's not just Coon's story, it's, it's the family story, and that's the great thing, and I think the tree and, and everything really exemplifies that, you had Mariah, the baby Mariah, who's just kind of there, older Mariah is... She's pretty, like, I want to say, like, a bit more, like, she's, like, what, mid, I couldn't tell if she's middle school or high school, um, but, like, she's the one that saves Mariah, you know, the older character at the very end, um, you know, from the train station, it's older Mariah that saves the child, you know, it's, it's not the other way around. I mean, it's always the... I mean, like, Kuhn does save baby Mariah, but then older Mariah saves Kuhn. You know? Um, so much to say about her. I mean, she is very much a teenager. Still thinks like one, but, like, is still more mature than, than Kuhn. Um, I also like Yuko the dog. You know, it's funny. He, he gets a story. You know? It's just kind of like, okay, he was... Eventually, you know, he had to go away from his parents. And at one time, he was the head of the household. He's the one that, like, everyone cared about until Kuhn came. And things became s cyclical, you know. When Mar and then everyone started paying attention to Kuhn. And then when Mariah came along, everyone started paying attention to Mariah. And so it's, just, it's really funny. It's also funny that Yuko, as a dog... Well, it's pretty smart. <laughs> he actually, like, he obviously understands human language. Like, he opens his eyes and, and reacts when they said they're going to get him more food and stuff like that. Like, it, he actually does understand human language and, and whatnot. Um, and like I said before, like, the story's, in a sense, it's just as much about the parents, too. The dad, you know? I mean, he's this architect. You can tell back in the day he couldn't ride a bike. And there's something about him that is a bit 
um, I guess reserved. I, I, I guess you know, like I don't get the impression he he wears the proverbial pants in the family. The mom, say, the mother seems to, but it's kind of like his story too. You know, he he's adjusting to his new life. He he's the one that has to stay home now. He's dealing with the kid. He still has to work though, and then he has to deal with uh, Mariah, and then. He also has to do the housework, you know, and it's got to be said, running a house and a family is a full-time job in itself, and now Kuhn, Kuhn's father kind of has to do, like, two jobs, you know, and then Kuhn's mother going back to work and just kind of adjusting to things as well, um, you know, that she now has, has a girl, um, and Kuhn seems to be forgotten, and she's kind of juggling what's going on at the house, still kind of watching over what's going on in the house, watching over the kid, and then she has her own job as well. And then the story's also has to do with Kuhn's great-grandfather, and it's just kind of like his, you know, he went through World War II, he couldn't walk, he's still riding bikes, uh, motorcycles, he can still ride a horse. And, um, you know, he, he raced the, the great-grandmother back then so they can get married and whatnot. And it, it all just ties in. And they used the tree to tie in everything. The tree holds a family legacy. And he kind of saw it at the end, and that was really cool. And, I, and that's why I like this movie a lot. I mean, they, they tied it in together didn't necessarily beat you over the head with anything, you know, you, you kind of see the family tie there, um, symbolically, the tree is in the center of the house, you know, it's always there, it's, it's a, it's a, something of a foundation, you know, and it is something of, like, representative of the foundation of the family, I mean, he, they designed a house around the tree, you know, I, I can't really tell, like, um, I remember Kuhn's great-grandfather raced, you know, like, his then, the girl he wanted to marry, which was then, like, Kuhn's great-grandmother, to a, to a tree, you know? So I didn't actually know if that was the same tree or not. Um, could have been. I, I'm not 100% sure about that. I could be wrong about that, but definitely, um... I really like what they did, you know, just tying that all together. Um, trees have roots, you know, that, that this family legacy has roots. They show they, they show it starting with Kuhn's great-grandfather in a sense, and, and then, like, the race, you know, and that, that's where everything starts. That's the root of wherever, you know, from then to now and, and where their family is going. Um, art, artistically, it, it's it's really nice to watch. Um, like I said, they switch from reality to fantasy, and this is something that like anime does so well, and why the medium of anime works well at times because they can easily they switch from one to another like all the time I mean you just see it and just like every every movie I've watched so far whether it's like fireworks or Miyazaki movie or whatnot can 
can go from reality to fancy just like that and to make that transition seamless it's very hard to do in like other media you know regular movies and whatnot but anime does it really well it's cool that the fancy world parallels with the real world and what's going on with coon you know it's like oh hey I have this problem riding a bike. Oh, hey, I have this problem. You know, I'm lonely. Hey, um, I don't really like how my mom's treating me. And then the real, the fancy world kind of like parallels with what's going on with Kuhn. It makes you wonder, is this a real fancy world or is this like the mind of Kuhn? Is this like, what is it? Is it an artistic expression of how Kuhn should cope? Is it a coping mechanism? Is he coping, you know, is is he going into this world in his mind, you know, to cope with what's going on, with to cope with Mirai, um, to cope with his mom, to cope with riding a bike, to cope with, like, this feeling of loneliness and acceptance, it, or, or did he actually go into the past? Did he actually, like, and, and in a sense, it doesn't matter, you, you know, that's the cool thing. That, that's the great thing about it. It doesn't actually matter what it is. It, it just is something that happens in the movie and it's fine and it's acceptable and it, it just relates to what's going on. The movie is really strongly poignant, you know, in that sense. You can just relate to Kuhn. Um, can relate to the family. You, you can relate to just what's going on. I mean, nothing earth shattering really happens except near the end it looks like he's about to go away on the train to to lonely world you know the the train to nowhere pretty much um but otherwise um you know you can just relate to it in, in that sense you know it's just like at the end of the day they go on a trip to like you know, like, what, catch bugs or something? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, I, it's absolutely mundane what they are doing, you know, but, like, you know, the mundane, it really also goes to show, in reality, sometimes the mundane is special, you know, and I think this movie kind of shows that as well. Now it's just riding a bike that first time doing it, how hard it is, you know, and, and um, you know, just feeling neglected when you're a child and, and whatnot, when the new, new baby's coming along, trying to, you know, just wanting the parents to play with you, and, and you know, it's just something you can kind of relate to. It's crazy that you can just make a whole movie about that and make it good and make it successful and artistically, um, you know, artistically neat, um, somewhat challenging in a sense. You know, it makes you wonder what family is about and just and growing up and whatnot and just seeing how things go in cycles in the yet be so mundane and simplistic at the same time. I mean, I thought they did a really good job at all of that. So that's all for today. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment to this channel. Thank you for listening to this movie review. 
Next time I'll have a manga review for Skip Beat Volumes 35 and 36, an anime review for the Hunter Exam arc of Hunter by Hunter, and a movie review for the Korean movie Unstoppable. Thank you, and until next time.